Kumite Radio is brought to you by Supplement Warfare. Visit their website, supplementwarfare.com.au for the best quality supplements on the planet. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off of all orders. If you're trying to get sexy for the summer, if you're just trying to flex on fools, visit supplementwarfare.com.au for the best supplements in the world. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off and support the podcast. Hi, Ultimate Fighter, Season 27, Episode 11 and 10 recap because we are some lazy motherfuckers. Now, Episode 10, right? Michael Chiesa yep. comes in and he talks to Team Cormier. How come he didn't talk to you guys? Um, you know what? A few of the guys got to speak to Michael Chiesa, like off camera and like just kind of in the, in the back because he came in at, uh, at the end of the team Miocic training session. So we were finishing up and he was kind of coming into the gym. Cormier brought him in as a friend, um, you know, to speak to his team. Um, and yeah, like he, he spoke to the guys, but like at, for like a team thing, I think that, I don't know, they just brought Michael in to, uh, to speak to those guys, you know. But like Cormier was cool like that. Like even in the back, uh, when, when he had that organized, like he, he saw me in the back and he was like, oh, Saman, come over here. Uh, meet Michael Kiesa and he introduced us and, and things like that. So he wasn't like trying to hide him or anything. And even when he brought Rockhold and, and Max, he made sure that everyone got to meet these guys and speak to them and hang out with them. And, uh, Komio was real cool like that. Um, in the episode, it kind of looks like he um, he like had Michael Kiesa for himself. But uh, all those coaches and like some of the other guys like Jordan Burroughs and stuff that we've had come in, um, they were there to help everyone when we got the chance. Um, Cormier actually invited us to a training session together once as well and um, because he had a special guest coach and uh, everyone trained together. So that was cool. Luke Rockhold. Like, yeah. Is he, you know, like how he has an uh, a image, right? Like, yeah. He just like, he's just a dick. Like, he's like that yeah. super dickhead motherfucker that walks around like he's the shit. But nah, completely. When you talk to him. How was he like? Uh, completely wrong. Completely wrong. It looks like super down to earth. Um, it was the second time I met Luke. The first time I ever met Luke was uh, UFC Sydney when he fought Michael Bisping the first time and he head kicked him. Um, I was uh, cornering another fighter from China, Jumabek Tukshera, and um, I remember being in the back and seeing Luke Rockhold and just. Back then, being starstruck, like never seeing UFC fighters and stuff. That was my first UFC experience. And um, we we went to the weigh-ins and stuff like that. And he was always around. He was always real polite. Never really got to speak too much, but he was always training around us. And then um, after the fight, after the event, he actually sat next to me um, on the bus back to the hotel, offered me some watermelon, was like talking to me about the fights and stuff. And, he was just super nice to me, you know. I was just a kid that didn't know anything. I, I was coaching someone, like cornering someone, but like I just looked like a fan kid that was at the front of the bus. Super nice guy to I me. Mean, he probably doesn't even remember that. And, um, you know, and then the next time I met him at the Ultimate Fighter, um, you know, he, he was exactly the same. He was super chill, super nice. And when the guys were talking to him and like 
were talking to him about like a situation or a story or something they seen on Twitter. He was like real upfront about it, but like you could tell he wasn't trying to hide emotion. Like if well, we asked him about like the Yo Romero moment because it, I think it was a week after he got knocked out by Yo Romero, mm-hmm. and that he was at the Tough Gym, and um, I think one of the guys said something about it. It might have been Giannetti or Pena who asked him, and they were like, "How did you feel after the fight when he was in your face?" You know, and and Luke like said he was like, "Man." It was just stinging me so much more that I just got knocked out and I got this guy like screaming in my face, you know, that he loves me. You know, like, how do you think I feel? But like, he he would like tell you exactly how he felt in his emotion. If he thought someone was a dick, like he thinks Michael Bisping's a dick. Like he believes it, you know, and he'll, he'll say it, you know, but he was cool. And we got to even party after the, um, the filming was done. Well, we all went out, we went, and had dinner with Dana White and stuff. And then Luke Rockhold, Max Holloway, and all these guys, they came out with us as well. Luke's a fun time. Luke was a super nice guy to me. A lot nicer than, like, some of the other guys on there. Yo, uh, Luke, the the best moment of his career is when he's sitting next to Nate Diaz, and this, Nate Diaz is flipping on West Side, and Luke doesn't know what to do with his hands. <laughs> <laughs> I think someone mentioned that as well. Someone mentioned that, but like Luke was cool, Max was cool, uh, Michael was cool. Like any of the guys that they brought into um, into the house, like were man, I don't know. Like you have to be around someone long enough to to really know what they're like. But uh, they were super nice guys to me. You know, I never had a problem with none of them. Now the fight on season ten, Brad Katona versus Bryce Mitchell. Man, that was kind of a shocker because. Bryce was winning that whole fight and pretty yeah. much what everybody was thinking was happening. And then Brad just pulls out that submission out his ass in the third round. And it just shows you how good Brad is. Cause he took out Bryce. He, he did look, I feel like rankings aside, rankings aside, Going into the Ultimate Fighter, in my mind, before I got there, Bryce Mitchell was the number one guy. Mm-hmm. I knew that Bryce would be on the show, and I knew that he was the number one guy. Like, from what I had seen, from the evaluations, obviously for me doing my research on Bryce, I feel, felt like Bryce was the best guy there. Um, and he's tough. What you learn about Brad over, over that fight is... Look, Bryce, I feel like, had the physical advantages. He was a bit longer, and it kind of helped him catching um, Brad. He was real aggressive in the wrestle at times as well, and he had real good sweeps from the bottom. What you kind of can see from from uh, Brad is he never gets himself in a position too far behind where he can't take over the fight again. You've seen that even against Kyla. When Kyla would like throw out some flashy kicks, it wasn't phasing... Brad too much. He just stuck to his game plan and kept chipping away, kept chipping away. I felt like what could be the difference between Bryce and Brad would be cardio. Uh, I felt like Brad maybe a bit, even though he's a stockier frame, was a bit better conditioned than than Bryce. And you can kind of tell that by the way Bryce is after the fight. He was exhausted. Um, 
And that was, I think that was the thing for Brad, you know, he wanted to stay in Bryce's face, make him work. Not like so much take beating to come back, but I felt like he was confident enough to say, hey, I'm going to keep chipping it away and eventually the finish might be there. And he's an intelligent guy and he pulled it off. Yeah, because, you know, like most people thought that he lost the first two rounds. And then what had happened was Brad kind of knew going into the third round that he had to finish that fight, man. And he went in there and did that shit. He did the damn thing and fucking strangled Bryce. It shocked yeah, me. I was like, damn. Brad Amba was fucking going to snap his arm. I was like cringing. Like you say, I was – Brad was a super cool guy, like a good friend of mine in the house. Me and Brad always had conversations. He was a genius. And he knew everything. So I'd always have like intelligent conversations with – with Brad, but Bryce was my boy, you know, and I, I thought it was over on that, that amber, you know, I was like, I was like, man, I, I knew that, you know, Bryce was doing a good job, but I, when I seen that armbar on, I thought it was over. And I feel like that was kind of the beginning of there. And as soon as Brad felt that bit of, I can still finish this fight, he jumped on it again and he, he got the sweep and got the rear naked choke. Yeah, man. Now he moves on. And he's waiting. Basically, he's waiting for the winner of uh, Joe Cuccinelli and Jake Cuccinello and uh, Tyler Diamond. Yeah, right. So, man, I'm thinking Tyler Diamond's gonna win that fight, which is next week. But uh, yeah. that's gonna be a good fucking fight, Brad Katona versus Tyler Diamond. If that ha- yeah. if that's the matchup. But remember what we talked about last time that you saw the. That you saw the list came out, and someone got popped for some That's shit. Right. Tyler Diamond, or it could, it could be Brad Katona. <laughs> we talked about it, so we don't know yet, right? We could see some flip-flop. Hey, Brock Katona. Brock Katona. <laughs> he might have got pinned for the steroids. <laughs> some shit from Europe, huh? And, yeah. But it, it's kind of crazy. Hey, what? There's a plot twist next week. I come back into the competition. I win the whole thing. I'm in the finale. And then you get popped for steroids. I get popped for steroids. <laughs> so, like, how did you recover from an ACL reconstruction so quick? For real. Like, you, you yeah. just had some – you got some, like, these shots from Russia or some shit right into your knee. I want what China's on. Yeah. On that. <laughs> that Russian now, shit. Episode 11, you know um, – you got Joe Gianetti fighting Alan Zuniga or Zunigia. Um, yeah. Man, when, like, let's talk about the fight because the fight was like, man, these guys look like they're in two different weight classes, man. Like, Zuniga looked like he was a flyweight. Yeah, man. I, I didn't, honestly, I did not notice that until I watched it on video. Like, so. We didn't notice that big of it. Like, we knew that, obviously, um, thing was taller, but it didn't look like that much of a size difference in person. On camera, it looks like a huge size difference, but I think it's just kind of the way the camera was angled or something. Because when I was watching it, like, I was like, oh, wow, they look like they're two completely separate weight classes, but I didn't realize that until I, I watched the video. Well, during the fight, Giannetti was just 
tagging him from distance, like basically sparring. He was like playing with him. And Allen, he couldn't do anything, man. Like it was just the, the skill gap was so large. It's almost like, what was Allen even doing there? You know, and but there's always every season, there's always guys that you think that shouldn't be there, right? So Allen is probably that guy in this season. Look, look, look reality of it is this. Reality is this. Uh, Allen was 13 and 0. Now, then people go back and they say, oh, but who is Allen Fort? Right. And then you look at his record and he's actually beaten some good guys, some ex UFC guys. Right. Then myself, for instance, I never fought anyone. I've never fought anyone hard or anyone good because I just never did. The matchups they got presented to me, I just took them and, and that's the kind of what it was, you know? But I, I've never fought anyone hard. I went there as an unknown and I, I know that a lot of people could say that. That was my first test, you know? That was my first ever test. Um, Alan had been tested, right? He came into that house when we trained together I've honestly felt like I hate to say this. I honestly felt like I had amateurs at my gym that could beat him. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, confidently. And I would think the exact same thing. I'd think, how did this guy beat all these killers before? How did he beat so many good guys? And then I started to think, okay, maybe he's one of those guys that like turns on because training with him, uh, like I- I've trained with people who like I trained with him. Like, they're not very good. They go into a fight and they're superstars. So maybe Alan's the same. And I hope that that would be the same because when I trained with him, like, or I think everyone felt like this, even the coaches felt like this. Um, you know, they were hoping he would have another level. That was kind of what he had in training. He kind of showed me exactly what I thought he had and Joe kind of picked him apart. I don't know if that's a good thing on, on Joe's part or what happened to the opponents before or what maybe something changed in between the time that he fought those other fights or now, but there was like a, a big, big, big skill gap. Zuniga also you looked know. like he was he out of shape. He didn't look like he was in the best shape either. He, I think that's just his body frame, you know? Um, Alan was one of those guys, he, he didn't have the best diet. Like, he, he didn't have the best diet at all. I soda the week that he was going to fight. Uh, when I was watching the episode, I seen him yeah. eating. But he would drink, drink grape soda every day. Like, he, his diet was horrible. But every si- and he, this was a, a thing that we told him as well not to do. Every single day, uh, in the morning and at night, he would go in the hot bath or, like, hot tub to lose weight. And he would dehydrate himself every single day. He walked onto the scales on weight, right? But he was depriving himself at times. Like he would eat stupidly and then every day go and sit in a sauna for an hour thinking that I was just keep losing the weight. So he would eat crazy, but dehydrate himself all the time. Drink soda, but then dehydrate himself. He was ruining his body, like. He comes from a country where they're not very well knowledge. Like, I hate to say that, but, like, they're not exactly the most well-knowledged country in the world in MMA. Um, you know, and I, I think that uh, maybe it was a big reality check. I'm hoping he got something to take out from it. But 
Let's see. Now he's in the finale. Yeah, let's talk about that, man. Like, I understand, like, how – let's talk about Gunther first. Like, how does Gunther lose twice on the show and then get a contract to fight in the UFC when there's other guys that lost once and had better performances in a losing effort and they still haven't been set up for a fight? And I'm pretty sure those guys are ready to fight right now. Or did they – are they injured? I have no idea what's going on. And you should know better Every, than Everyone's good. Everyone's healthy. So there's probably people at home right now, they're thinking like, what the fuck is going on, man? How come I'm not set up for a fight in the finale, but this guy is set up for a fight and he's lost twice on the show convincingly? Like one was a complete beatdown. The other one was a, just a quick finish. But it was just like, I don't know. It's, it, it, it trips me out. like why they would match this up and especially Zuniga too he didn't really show anything he didn't show anything basically he got fucked up too and finished I, I, hey if I I've seen that fight if I didn't get a call I'm gonna shoot myself <laughs> don't say that don't say that no right now but like you're gonna shoot your toe <laughs> I'll shoot my toe I'll, I'll, I'll harm myself in some way Everyone was there for a reason. Maybe they didn't get to showcase what they got on the show. You know, I, I feel like everyone, everyone from the show should get like a, a, like a final chance in the finale. And like, cause they only do a one fight deal in the finale. Whoever loses in that finale is out, you know? So why not, you know, why not like do a process of elimination? Yeah, they went through a reality television show and that shit they might have lost on it but because of the experience that they went through and the popularity that they built give them a fight in the UFC whoever loses is out I'm cool with that but as long as it's fair you know uh, I'm sure right now that everyone kind of realizes like I'm not letting any secrets out I don't understand why I haven't seen a poster of like Ricky versus Kyla yeah you know everyone knows that they're not one of those two guys that are not going to replace Jay and, and Diamond next week. Like, one of them is in the final against Brad Katona. But, like, if you would announce Alan and and thing, why wouldn't you announce Ricky? Ricky beat me. Yeah. He won. Why you would know, you announce I, Bryce? Huh? Sorry? Why wouldn't you announce Bryce to fight somebody? Yeah. Why wouldn't you announce Bryce? Or Jelani. You know? <laughs> you know? But, like, I was thinking, why why isn't Ricky and Kyla fighting? Exactly. Kyla won, Kyla won the Contender Series in 42 seconds, you know, and no people are saying to forget about that. He had, like, a great center. Like, I know he didn't perform to everyone's expectations because they had high hopes for him going into the show. But, you know, why not give him a, a chance? He's a young kid that actually is one in the Contender Series. You tested him and seen him live. You know, he could have got a contract that night too, but he didn't. Like, yeah, like even even a fight, Kyler versus Dulani. Yeah. They both lost on the show. Let them bang it out. They're both they both can strike. You know what I mean? Why not? Just let's let's do it. It's 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 weird like how this stuff has come together. Maybe they're gonna I, maybe I they're just, gonna blast just, at the last minute. You know how they blast everything at the last minute sometimes? They add a bunch of fights. Maybe. But like I don't know. 
like we're not told anything like we don't know anything like so the producers don't like tell us anything and all of us fighters we don't tell each other anything mm-hmm. like you know all the fighters are like they're on their own confidentiality thing and they don't want to like i'm sure some of the fighters maybe ricky does have a fight maybe kyla does have a fight um and they don't want to say it because they they're worried if i tell the ufc or something like that but obviously alan and gunther is has been announced why mm-hmm. wouldn't they announce the other matchups like surely they could have announced a better one than that one first they could have slid that one in at the end i thought this shit was poster gate at first uh, you right I, I, I thought it was poster gate i thought like gunther like made a fake poster with zuniga and i was like damn this hey who do you think wins i think gunther wins man <laughs> I think Gunther takes it. I think Gunther finishes Zuniga. Gunther, you know why Gunther is fighting in the finale? Because he has a lot of his matches that weren't caught on tape. Did you see how many times he took down that tree? <laughs> Shit, yeah. Every day, hours. Me and Tyler Diamond would just watch him tackle the tree all day, every day. Yo, you guys went to the skating ring and uh, you watched Cormier and Miocis play hockey with each other. Was yep. that some whack-ass shit or what? Let's be honest. Listen, how the fuck do you get the first three in and then miss every other one of them? How do you choke that bad? I don't know. I hope that's not like a, you know, you know, like a little hint of what's going to happen in their fight because I'm thinking like Miochis is going to win that motherfucker. Hey. <laughs> DC is a great athlete, great athlete. But, like, I watched Stipe spar. I watched DC spar, and I watched all those guys move. I'll tell you this much. Kane is a bad motherfucker. Kane is bad. But I think Stipe is too big, and he's a lot smarter of, like, fight IQ than people give him credit. And he got wrestling, too. Exactly. You know why DC wins? DC wins because he's a bully. He bullies fighters and wins. Oh, shit. Sorry. He bullies <laughs> fighters and wins. He comes forward and he, and he puts the pressure on them. Yeah. Now, I've fought up in weight before. I've fought as high as 80 kilos. 80 kilos is like, what, 180? Like, Something oh, like that. Yeah, 180 pounds. I've fought as high as that, you know? And what I felt like in those fights, and the reason I lost even, I lost at a, like a 170-pound amateur fight. Why? When I was walking forward and a bigger person is there, it's, it's much harder to move that object back. You know, when the bigger person feels less and it's very hard to bully that person back, DC likes to walk forward. I feel like he's going to find it very, very hard to bully Stipe. Who have you ever seen bully Stipe? You know, I, I feel like Stipe's boxing is really good. He'll be able to wrestle a bit because at the end of the day, it's MMA. It's not, it's not the Olympics. We're not, we're not wrestling here. We've seen John Jones took him down too. John Jones wasn't the greatest wrestler of all time, but amazing wrestler for MMA. I feel like Stipe will be able to wrestle with him. Stipe knows that the single leg is coming. He knows that he's going to try and high crunch him. And he's going to try and box, box him. And I feel like... Eventually, he'll catch DC, you know? Don't be surprised if you see uh, 
Stipe head kick, DC. Hey, when when Kane was there, because it seemed like Kane was there a lot. And he was. Stipe was yeah, there. Kane was there more than DC was. And Stipe was there, right? Because that's the fight yeah. that people want to see. They yeah. want to see yeah. Stipe versus Kane. So when they were there, were you like, oh, man, was there like a little bit of like, they were like scoping yeah. each other out and shit? Like, they yeah. were like, did they talk to each other? You know, was there some kind of tension? Hey, Kane. Kane is like, even though he looks scary and he doesn't talk a lot, he's like a super nice guy. And um, he like jokes around and him and Stipe like had like a really good mutual respect for each other. You can see Kane is very different to DC. You know, um, it was always DC kind of being like, oh, well, Kane's the baddest man on the planet. DC was always talking about Kane, talking about Kane, talking about Kane. And um, Kane was always quiet and humble. You know, and Stipe and him just have a, a mutual respect. But you could, when they were both standing next to each other, there was way more tension. There was like, I'm telling you, there was a spark in the room when Stipe and Kane would be standing next to each other. DC had to leave once uh, for a couple of days. I think you would have seen that in one of the episodes. When he left, uh, we had to do like a fighter walkout. And usually with the fighter walkouts, you got uh, Stipe at the front and you got the other coach at the front, which is DC as well. When DC wasn't there, they asked Kane to be the standing coach. So Kane stood in and I remember us all being crammed in there and Kane and Stipe standing there. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, I, I felt like, I felt at that moment like Stipe is going to win like against DC no matter what, because I felt like that fight has to happen. Like, now, if Kane and Stipe, if, if Stipe beats DC right now and Kane comes back, you know, and Kane can find kind of that form that he had before, like, you know, that good form, that pre-Yasada form. Um, if he finds that form again, I feel like uh, it could be the greatest heavyweight fight of all time. Oh, it will be the greatest heavyweight fight of all time. Yeah, I met, I met Kane. I interviewed him when he came to Korea. And uh, <laughs> and uh, he's not that big, man. He's not. He's not. But you got to admit, he has a big fucking head. Yes, he has a big head. But that's it. He's like he's, he's a little bit taller than me. me. He yeah. was only a little bit taller than me. I think he's like five, he's about six feet, five eleven, around there. He was a little bit taller than me. But, like, for someone like his build still, when I seen him moving around, he moves so quick. He would be one of the fastest heavyweights I've ever seen in my life. So when I, when I saw him and I was, like, next to him and I'm talking to him, and I was like, damn, man, it's like you get more respect for him because he is a heavyweight. He took out fucking Brock. And Brock yeah. is a fucking giant. And the Brock size that he's at, and he did it like that. I think that Kane could fight a light heavyweight. Yeah, that's true. If he just did a diet. He walks around like 240. Most likely. You know, there's fighters that are cutting from that. And John Volante cuts from 275 at times. What the fuck? Yes. Yeah, he told me about that. He was supposedly so heavy that Stipe tried to double leg him and hurt his back. Shit, dude. Yeah. 75 and he's light heavyweight. Yeah, that's like 70 pounds. 
That's crazy, dude. That's like a that's like a elementary school student. Yeah, I know. Fuck, man. It's a whole kid. It's a whole kid. It is. Carry. So, what do you think? Like next week, uh, there's a twist. You said there is a twist next week. You just bullshitting us, or is that real? The twist could be a twist. The hey, on the Ultimate Fighter. Expect the unexpected. <laughs> Listen. If there is ever an episode of The Ultimate Fighter you do not want to miss, it is this one. I can't say why, but you will thank me after watching this episode of The Ultimate Fighter. Well, what we know, what we can guarantee is is that there's going to be a fight. And this fight, uh, I'm just saying, there's going could, to be a fight. Maybe I can't even guarantee that. Maybe I can't even, like this Richie Smolin fucking shit. Like, he didn't even fight. Before, there wasn't a fight. Before. Someone might just slide into that spot, you know, like home base, without even getting any even contact and shit. But, man, who knows, man. What's even crazier is whoever makes the finale next week on their on that episode might not even be in the finale. That's right, with the Usada thing. How do you how why why do you think Trezano and Joji and Eddie are in the finale? Because they won on the show. No, but you know what else is crazy? Is that they, remember going back after you guys finished the show? They were in New York. Doing yeah. press for the yeah. Ultimate Fighter together, and they were the only one. Yeah. Now, but here's the thing: How do you know one of them hasn't been injured, and another person isn't filling in in the finale already? You never know. I. It could you be. It could be violent Bob Ross sliding in to take the spot, and then someone else slides into his spot against Smolin. You know, yeah, like you said, there could be some crazy shit that happens after that episode. Who knows what's going to happen? Hey, we don't happen in the six to eight weeks or whatever since the airings happened. Anything could have happened. Exactly. Until they arrive in Vegas and they're on the scales, we don't know what the matchups are going to be. Because a lot Even, of the guys, huh? a lot of the guys, they're not active on social media, so you don't really see what they're doing. Yeah, I'm active. Yeah, you, you're on there. You know, Bob Ross is on there. But yeah. mostly, the other guys are not. Uh, Joe, Joe's pretty active. Joe Giannetti is pretty active on social media. Delani is, but, like, Delani's not, like, I don't know what the fuck he's doing on social media. He's on, like, floss mode. Like, he wants to just like, pull some jewelry on there. He got, like, 15,000 followers. I'm, like, on, like, four and a half. And I'm, like, <laughs> how is this guy more popular than me? <laughs> it's called, uh, you know, www.followers.com. Yeah, I need more followers. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens, man. So, you know, let's shut it down. Next week is the last episode. Then after that, right away, it is finale. finale. Most likely, we might not have a, a a podcast after the last episode, but after the finale, we'll definitely do a podcast. You know why? Because it's going to be crazy for me to watch those guys. Mm-hmm. I think I'll get emotional watching those guys fucking weigh in and 
and do it because I watched him weigh in in the house and go through the journey. Watching him, like, because we all got to speak about our dreams and fighting in the UFC in that moment. And I wish I was there right now, like, able to fight. I wish I was able to fight, but I'm not. Um, but seeing all those guys be able to kind of like live it out is going to be like a pretty cool experience for me. And I'm, I'm a bit more happy that I can kind of watch it from home. Mm. You know, I can watch it on TV. I can watch it out like the fan is watching it, how people would be watching it, you know. So I get to live as a normal person watching the guys that I was in the house with fight. So I wish them all the best. And I, I just hope they all go on and put on a good show. You should just go live on like Instagram or something during the fights and then just you know post up your phone and go live and then just yeah. reaction. Reaction. Yeah. All right. That's cool. That's a pretty cool idea. I think I'll do that. You should. And then just invite everybody onto that shit. Just tell people you're going to go live and then they can ask you questions and you could do the commentating live. Exactly. All right. Let's shut it All down right. and uh, we'll talk soon, man. Sweet. Take care, bro. Peace.